You're listening to Tuneful Radio, a podcast created and hosted by me, Natalia Anderson. Every episode, I will be taking my guest on a trip down memory lane, visiting the songs that remind them of defining periods of their lives. To make it simple, I've categorised these periods as follows. Early childhood, school or college, university or early adulthood, love and heartbreak, and finally, present day. But that's not all. We'll also take a look to the future when I shine my spotlight on the best unsigned talents around. Stay tuned because you're in for a treat. It's Thanks for joining me on this episode of Tuneful Radio. Before we jump into it, I just want to let you know of all the places you can listen to this podcast. Of course, there's Apple Podcasts, so you can listen directly onto your device and you can subscribe to the podcast right there. But I want you to be aware that you won't hear full clips of the music that we're referencing. If you really want to immerse yourself into this episode and hear the full juicy clips of the songs that we're talking about then head over to the website, which is www.tunefulradio.com. And there you have a player where you can listen to the episode in full and hear all the um, all the songs that we're talking about. There you'll also find a Spotify playlist of my guest music choices, as well as all the info you need about my Spotlight artist. You can also listen directly on mixcloud.com forward slash tunefulradio and there you can follow the podcast as well. Lastly, feel free to follow over on Twitter and Instagram. I'm there uh, at tunefulradio and you can use the hashtag tunefulradio if you want to tweet about an episode. That would be cool because then I can see what you're saying. That's all for now. Let's just get into the episode. I just want to start off by saying that this is not actually the first iteration of Tuneful Radio. Some of you listeners may have noticed that, um, that this isn't the first iteration of Tuneful Radio. I attempted a podcast last year, but it didn't last very long. It didn't get past that crucial seventh episode, as they say. Um, But I'm hoping that this one will. It's a completely new structure, a new format of Tuneful Radio, and I hope that you um, enjoy it. But I will say that this particular episode is actually the pilot episode. So it's a little rough around the edges. Uh, I was still uh, trying to figure out what the structure was going to be. Um, so I hope that you can still uh, enjoy it and and actually find it as entertaining as I have. But yes, just a little asterisk there that this is the, the pilot episode. 
And because this is a pilot episode, my very first guest really did have to be somebody very close to me, uh, someone who didn't mind being my guinea pig, and that is my sister, Catherine. I'm really, really incredibly proud of my sister, and I'm really incredibly proud to uh, interview her as my first guest on this show and present her to you all. Uh, She's a very talented poet and public speaker, and someone who's just really uh, inspiring to me overall. Uh, You can find her work on her website, which is www.catallthat.com. But in the meantime, check out our interview. I really hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I'm going to welcome my very special guest to the show. It's my first guest on this very first uh, podcast interview. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating because I have attempted a podcast before. <laughs> so I'm sort of relaunching. So this is my first guest as a relaunch. Very special guest. Someone very dear to me. It is my sister. Whoop, Would whoop, you like whoop, to uh, introduce yourself? Hello. My name is Kat Anderson. I'm a poet and songwriter. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, songwriter. <laughs> I threw the songwriter bit in because this is a music, a music <laughs> podcast. That's very good. Thank you for okay. doing that. Staying uh, on cue, uh, relevant. Yes. Um, I must say, okay, everyone, this is my sister and we get told all the time that we sound alike. They're not so. going to be able to tell the difference. <laughs> they're going to think it's you in a, in a machine. Yeah, think, but trust me, there are two of us here. Is they're going to think you're interviewing yourself. I know, right? But I feel like in a way I am because we have so many uh, similar Uh, experiences because we grew up together so we're going to go through each category and Kat has previously given me her uh, her song choices for each category so shall we jump into it let's Let's just jump jump into it let's dive in let's dive in so let's talk about your first first um the first category the first category is early childhood songs so these are the songs that that just remind you of an early childhood memory or early childhood in general could you I've got a list. There's three songs that you've chosen, but I want you to... Do you remember what you no. chose? Because <laughs> we did this so long ago. <laughs> I remember when Rock was young. Okay. Crocodile so Rock. Crocodile Rock. That's what I remember. And then you've got Chirpy Chirpy Cheep Cheep. Oh, yeah. Chirpy Chirpy Cheep Cheep. Middle of the road. And the last one was... A church song. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rock of Ages. <laughs> You did actually mention a church song in, in your uh, email, but I can't remember. I didn't write it down in my notes. Um, yeah, the first, the other one was Waterloo by ABBA. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's first of all talk a bit about early childhood. What are the sort of things that you can remember before we go into the well, song? Well, I, I feel like my memory is so poor. I don't even remember what happened two weeks ago. But I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe we grew up with so much music in the house. Yeah, no, we didn't. So we had Chula Church music on the pirate pirate radio stations <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Yes. And we had some church CDs, which I remember and I do love. But I just remember having one cassette that we just played over and over and over yeah. and over again. So Chubby Chubby Cheap Cheap was, was on, on that, that cassette. cassette. Yes. And so was Crocodile Rock. Yeah. And so yeah. It was Two Little Boys and... Oh, God. And, <laughs> yeah, sorry. 
Edit, yeah, edit, that, edit out. that out. Don't talk about that one. Don't want to sing that. Oh my or God. like, granddad, granddad, we love you. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know the two little boys, that was... Um, Cliff. Uh, no, no. Oh, oh no, gosh. Oh no, we can't. Yeah, please edit it out. This is going to be edited. <laughs> <laughs> I thought with Cliff Richard. No, it's not Cliff Richard. And we it's, can't say it's, that. It's yeah, it's Rolf Harris. Rolf Harris. Yeah. Rolf Harris, two little boys. But yeah, this we was back when we were innocent children. Yeah, we didn't know. But um, I the song that I chose to play with you, so yeah, you said Crocodile Rock by Elton John. Yeah. I, we both loved that one. Waterloo by Abba was one of the other tapes that we had. Right. And that always reminds me of going swimming. Yeah. Um, in Park Road in right. Hornsey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chirpy Chirpy Cheep Cheep is yeah. the one that I want to play just because um, it's fun. It's a fun song, but remember, we weren't allowed to listen to it. Yeah. So I'm no one to forward the song on this one. Well, is it because you where's your mother why? gone? And mum was just like, I'm here. Let <laughs> <laughs> me never leave you. <laughs> I think it's that. I think mum and dad just didn't want us to contemplate mothers leaving. Yeah. So Aww. in the in the lyrics of the song, it's like, where's your mama gone? Where's your mama gone? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. echoed. <laughs> echoed. And we weren't allowed to uh, watch. Uh, we weren't allowed to listen to it. But, then, but I loved the song. So yeah, when they weren't around, we'd, we'd listen to it. Yeah. So let's have a listen to it. And and um, and uh, yeah, let's let's go down a trip down memory lane. Skip it. Last night I had my mama singing a song. Oh, chirpy chirpy cheep cheep. Woke up this morning and my mama was gone. Oh, chirpy chirpy cheep cheep chirpy chirpy cheep cheep. Right. Okay. I'm stopping it. Um, so that was Chirpy Chirpy Cheap Cheap by Middle of the Road. For the longest time, I didn't know who sang that song. No. And we're I had just to do some Googling. The video for the first time. We, we yeah. wouldn't have been able to picture who it was. No, no, I wouldn't have. Um, so, yeah, so what were you like as a child? What, were, what was your... Um, Pleasant. <laughs> I was quiet, though, a bit shy, timid. Yeah. I had a, um overzealous sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who, was, who was exuberant <laughs> I, I was exuberant but in a very calm and mild way yeah i think i was quite nervous quite shy quite timid as a child a bit unsure of myself mm. i felt really secure within a family unit and i think that's what we did well yeah you know we we had the warmth of our family we had the love of our family and i really just felt comfortable there that's very lovely. lovely. Likewise. Chirpy, chirpy, cheep, cheep. I've got a fact about that song. They're not chirpy. And they're not cheap. They're melancholic. <laughs> <laughs> melancholic. Melancholic <laughs> expensive. <laughs> um, that song is one of the all-time singles to sell in excess of 10 million physical copies. Really? Yeah. From which date to which date? Like all time. Wow. Of all time. Can you imagine how that? many? In excess of 10 million physical copies. That's amazing. So artists nowadays can't even dream of those uh, numbers for physical copies because we don't oh, consume music as yeah, we used to. But back way. then, back then we would consume music as we would go out and buy. Yeah. So, so, so the it was a tune. It was a tune and loads of people thought it was that that tune. So in it, it hit uh, UK number one in the charts in 1971. Brilliant. Imagine that. Yeah. And that was on, on our tape. Okay, so yeah, school college. Right. Tell me the songs that you have chosen for school college. School college. I have chosen 
Killing me softly with his song. All right, we're not going to go into all of them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Fugees. Yeah. End of the road, voice to men, and everyday people, arrested development. Oh, brilliant choices. <laughs> so what do these songs remind you of? Like, let's, which one did I want to focus on? I wanted to focus on Killing Me Softly. Yeah, I think that was every naughty girl. Oh, we went to a girls' school. Yeah. So every naughty girl knew how to sing that song. And they will belt it out. every naughty girl? We know the naughty girls in class, the disruptive girls. You know when it goes, ah, ah. The naughty girls would just do that refrain. Oh, would they? To disrupt the class? Yeah. And like, miss, we're singing. Did they go, what time? That's what we used to love to do. We just couldn't wait to just go, what time? Well, I mean, the Fugees were very cool, weren't they? They yeah. were very cool. Um, I guess a, a unique kind of band in a way. I don't know who was like them at the time. Yeah. I don't know who we could compare them to. Yeah. And they were very cool. And that's not a, their original song, is it? It's an old song. Yeah, exactly. It's an old song, but, you know, they brought it to a new audience. And we loved it. And obviously Lauren Hill... Wonderful smashing vocals. Yeah. Do you know what I saw the other day? I saw um, Sister Act 2. Oh, right. It came on the telly the other oh, day. Oh, did you watch it from start to finish? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And there were certain parts that I'd forgotten about. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sister Mary Clara's. It's oh. such a good film. Yeah. And it just got me thinking about, like, it was, this is like pre Glee, yeah. pre um, even, um, what's that film with Anna Kendrick? And the know. the singing one when they a cappella. Oh right, uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, pre Pitch Perfect, and it just it was it was brilliant. Yeah, it just it was such a good film and yeah. such a feel good film. And that actually took me back. Yeah, like, uh, we used to reenact. Yeah, <laughs> little, in the, in little the scenes. The scenes. But yeah, so okay, Killing Me Softly is your is your um is one of us is your day. school days. What were you like as at school? Very good, teachers pet. Yeah. Number one student. <laughs> what was it? Did you like? Did you like? Hundred percent attendance. Sorry. This is one of the things that we used to tease Catherine about so much that she had two hundred percent attendance. I was dedicated. I love school. Catherine, you didn't want to even have Miss a sick a day. day. No Not man. Once. No man. She was so good. I mean, you know, when you've got two hundred percent attendance. <laughs> You think you should be getting A stars and A's, and I did not. I did not get A stars and A's, you know, across the board. I got two A's, I think, but not across the board. But I just love being at school. Yeah. I just felt really comfortable there. Mm. Again, I'm, I just I just guess I'm a person that loves security, and it was safe. I had my friends there. I was well-loved amongst teachers and my peers, so I just loved going. Yeah. I didn't want to miss it. And you know what? My and There was a girl in school who was attending school five years, 100% attendance. Wow. Were and you when in competition? I heard, yeah, when I heard that, <laughs> I started late. I started in year 10. When most people are bunking, I said, listen, <laughs> I need that certificate at the end of the year. I'm not missing a day. I'll come yeah. and spread my germs, please. And thank you. <laughs> please and thank it, you. There was like, surely you should have stayed at home. No, no, I'm all no, right. no. Just sign me in, like mark my name, present. <laughs> I could go to the medical room afterwards, yeah, but, yeah. you know, just mark my name down. So. What were your favourite, some of your favourite lessons at school? Uh, I did like English. I liked history. And I liked languages. Yeah. Yeah. I did French and Spanish. 
at yeah, school. Yeah, did, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. I wish I did cooking. I took did CDT. You? Oh, I you took, took CDT, CDT, which, you know. I Craft know. design technology yeah. for any of the uh, younger ones. Is it probably ones? resistant materials nowadays? Know, yeah, it's all, cha- it's all changed. It's all changed. Yeah. I did textiles. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, well, I don't know it. if I was prepared to do cooking when I was a, a child, but I do enjoy cooking now. Mm. I got into it in my later years. Right, right, right. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have cooked anything. I probably would have burnt my scones. <laughs> <laughs> scones and pizza. <laughs> I hate it. Do you know what I hated about cook- cooking is that you had, I, all I wanted to do was cook and eat the food. Yeah, you had but to wait you had to, to the end of the day or something. You had to wait till the end, but then you had to do all the measurements. Uh, do you remember you had to like work out like the cost of flour in yeah. your like, I don't care. And it's just like, you wanted to how be a bit you... freestyle with it. Yeah, freestyle. A little I can't bit remember of how much I picked. Yeah. <laughs> Working out the cost of flowers stuff. Yeah, okay. So, Killing Me Softly is your song. Is my that song. is the song that I'm going to focus on. Yeah. Because uh, I love it. Uh, but I also loved End of the Road and Everyday People. Yeah. Uh, but Killing Me Softly. What is a fact about Killing Me Softly? Killing Me Softly won a Grammy for the Ooh. best R&B performance by a duo group. By a duo or group. It won a Grammy for the Fugees. That's really good. Yeah, and they sampled Benita Applebaum by A Tribe Called Quest, which which is the bit... No, that's the other song. No. No, it's not, babe. It's not, and oh, I'll show you. It's the same you. song. Yay. <laughs> it's the same song. <laughs> so in the UK, it hit number one. In the US, it hit number two. It didn't even oh, get to number one in the US. Come on, my American cousins. Come on, cousins. Come on, my think? cousins across the pond. But um, there's also... I, I was trying to like um, investigate um, "Killing Me Softly" because it was sung um, originally. Well, there's there was an original version mm. before the other version that oh. Lauren hit. Oh God, what is her name again? Roberta Flack. So there was, was a it? version before the Roberta Flack version. Oh, I didn't know that. And then there was. Um, it seemed to be like some sort of. Um, disagreement between who wrote the song and how much the, cause yeah. the, the lady who originally sang it she I think she might have had credit on it or maybe not had credit on the writers thing but she inspired the song or oh. something like that but I encourage everyone to read into it and and look into because it because you never give us the details because I'm not giving you the full details <laughs> I don't want to go that deep <laughs> I just want to go back to misinform where. us I don't want to misinform because I was trying. It was quite difficult to, to get my understand. head around. Yeah, yeah, it sounds a bit tricky. Because I think as well, it, it's to do with like different, like he said, she said kind yeah. of thing, and it was so long ago, so it's hard to know who owns that song. But anyway, um, I think um, the Fugees and Lauren Hill was inspired by Roberta Flack when they did this uh, version. So let's listen to "Killing Me Softly." Look, it's coming up on my YouTube with the karaoke version, and obviously it's highlighted because I've probably sang it strumming my pain with his fingers this bit when she was like why everyone wanted to say why strumming my pain with his fingers one time healing my life with his words two times so let us continue through your your life journey. My lifespan. I want to crack into you. Oh, you know, I'm fi- I've just hit the I'm surface. A closed book. <laughs> You're a closed book. <laughs> You're a hard nut to crack. I am indeed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I don't want to offer things about you. Yeah, I want to. You know, it's got to come from the horse's mouth. Exactly. It's got to come from your <laughs> mouth. 
So let's talk about um, early adulthood and uni, university. Yes. So what did you, you went to university? I went to Roehampton Institute. It's now University of Surrey. Okay. What took you there? Uh, Clearing. I failed uh-huh. my A-levels. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what my uh, predicted grades were, but they were not my actual oh, real really? grades. Yeah, so what, I did didn't do well. Did you get predicted better than... Oh, yeah. Really? I'm sure. Yeah, because I got two Ds and uh, U, which oh, is you unclassified. you Yeah, of course, oh, wow, man. I, I, had what, no, I got predicted so badly. <laughs> <laughs> I will meet you I, where your expectations yeah, I lay. I got predicted, like, she's not going to pass. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can't really remember what I was predicted, but I was going to big, I was visiting, you know, big universities, oh, thinking wow. I was a big woman. Oh, wow. Where did you visit? Uh, we went to Kent, I think, Essex. Mm. Can't really remember Birmingham, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, so, y- what were you? Did you get to do what you were planning to do? Uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but there was a mad rush. So, what happened? You go, you realize you haven't done well at all. Mm. Then you get into the phone box in those <laughs> days, or you, you know, you try and find a phone, and you've got a list of universities, and you ring them and ask if they'll take you. Mm. So I remember Roehampton, someone mentioned it to me. I never heard of it before. I didn't even know that part of London, to be fair. Yeah. Um, we're from the north of London. North. And I went and my dad came with me and he said, this is lovely. And then I looked at what I could study. So it was a reverse way of selecting mm. my course. And if I studied French, I'd definitely get a spot. I don't think it was in my mind to study French necessarily. But so what, what was the course that you ended up uh, taking? I ended up doing French and education studies. Uh-huh. Yeah, joint, joint honours degree. Yes. I always, um, I uh, similarly to you, I went through clearing and I, and I did languages. I did Spanish and I did a joint Spanish and Latin American studies. And after that experience, I was always telling people, do whatever your degree is with a language because you oh, can yeah. go abroad yeah and I just loved that experience what was that experience like for you it was amazing so my dad bless his heart is was very overprotective in those days and I guess I was a child that really listened to my parents so if they said don't do this I wouldn't Mm. don't go there I wouldn't Um, I wasn't rebellious at all I was very much a conformist you know so I listened to the rules and we, I went to university, but I stayed at home. So the option to go to France in my third year was like me being a first year student. Right. You know, it was yeah. just delayed for me. And my dad was really worried. Is it going to be safe? Where am I going to stay? What's it like? Who am I going to meet? And he'd say, you don't have to go. I said, listen, ah! I'm going. And it was I the first time. He said to you, you don't have to go. You, you it's don't part of your course. He was just like, you don't have. Oh. Well, you could, you could have just done a straight three-year degree. What? But he was just like, you don't the have to go. Year. You don't have to go. And I feel it was the first time in my life that I said, actually, Dad, you know, I'm twenty, almost twenty-one. I want to go. Mm. I want to go. I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know where I'm going to live. But I want to go. And so that was for me. I always consider myself as a slow developer, a late developer. Yeah. 
So I feel that was a, 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 a really key moment in my development. And it was the best experience of my early years. Yeah. It was the best experience of my early years. Where did you go when you went to France? I lived in a place called Nevers. It's Where? a town called Nevers. It was in the Dijon Academy. And it was awesome. There were about nine language assistants. I was a language assistant. So that meant I went into schools and I get I taught English was classes. Was that with the British Council? It was with the British oh. Council. Yeah, it was the best thing to do. You had an option of going to university in another country. Yeah, and I Erasmus. Thought, no, I'm not going to another, it's not studying. I don't really study very well in this country. I'm not <laughs> going to another study country to study really poorly. Yeah. So, or you can find your own work or you could be a language assistant and they work 12 hours a week. Yeah, you can find your own work. If someone had <gasps> connection. Really do that. Yeah, if you like you had an auntie, if I had a French auntie who worked in a florist or something, I could have, I could have done that. Oh, wow. So yeah, there was an option to find your own work or, you know, maybe set something up yourself. Um, but I went to be a language assistant and I would recommend it. It was yeah. fantastic. You only work 12 hours a week. You get paid and you've got so much free time. Yeah. And it's not taxing. You're not really, you're not, they're not, they don't put you in front of, well, they didn't put me in front of a whole class to teach. I yeah. always taught small groups. was very supportive. It was wonderful. Yeah. Best year of my life. Well, that is going to lead me onto your song yeah. that I've chosen for you. Yes. Well, I'm going to, well, let me tell you what, what you put down. Okie dokie. You put down, um, your three songs you put down was uh, Talking About a Revolution, Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> uh, me gustas tu, Manu Chow. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> I was showing off. I was showing off. No, that's the one I've chosen, I think, for Is you. Is it Pas Confiance de Loin? Oui, exactement. Exactement. Nous parlons français ici. Nous parlons français ici. I was going to go Pas Confiance de Loin. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Pas Confiance de Loin. Um, so this song is by a gentleman called Corne. He is Rwandan. And he has got a very sort of sad and tragic story. Um, during the genocide, all his family was murdered. And he was the only one that escaped, came over to Europe. He now lives in Canada. He's married. He's got children and he's living a successful life. But he came over to France. And I think that's when he began to get into singing and songwriting. So a lot of his songs at that time was about some of the hardships, some of the violence that he witnessed. But, you know, he's a very humble guy. Yeah. You know, and he was very grateful to be alive, grateful for the warmth that he received from other people. And Pas Confiance de Loin, it's just like because we've we've come from such a long way. And it's a tune. Oh, I love that. Thank you for that um, explanation about him because I don't know anything about him as yeah, an artist. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Oh, oh, actually, I did find a fact oh. about him. Sorry, let me share this fact Been before so we... Place <laughs> <laughs> I've given facts. Yeah, no, no, it's been so long that we uh, you found the fact. Oh yeah, it's yeah, been so it? long. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys will need to know is that we've been preparing <laughs> this for such a long time. We've been meaning to uh, record this podcast for a long time. Finally, I get my sister to sit down and chat. Okay, so the fact that I have is that Cornell, Cornell, sorry, Cornell wrote a song for France's Eurovision entry Ooh. in 2006. Oh, okay. Okay, because this would have been... For early. Virginie Prochaine. Ooh. Prochaine. And it was called Il était, il était, il était Temps. 
Il était temps. It, it's time. Yeah. It was time. Or it, il, il est temps or il était temps? Oh, what does that say? Let me see. <laughs> My French is terrible. Il était temps. Il était temps. Yeah, so uh, I, I think he just wrote it. He didn't sing it, but that was significant to me because as some of you may know, uh, I'll just do a little plug of my YouTube channel. I I look at the Eurovision Song Contest every year, all 40, 41 to 43 uh, songs. Uh, hi, sorry to interrupt. It's just future Natalia here. Um, just to say that my recorder just cut out at the moment I was plugging my YouTube channel. Uh, so if you are interested in Eurovision content and would like to see my uh, thoughts on uh, all the Eurovision songs every year, uh, head over to my YouTube channel. That's all I wanted to say. It's Tuneful TV. Okay, back to the interview. Can you introduce the song that we're going to listen to now? This song is called Parce qu'on vient de loin by Corneille. Allons vivre chaque jour comme le dernier. Et vous ferez pareil si seulement ça vient. Sing it. Le vent, le vent de toi, je dois voler. Oh, allons vivre chaque jour comme le dernier. Oh, that's so nice. It's Isn't it such a nice song? Yeah. Just to add, when yeah. I was in France and I met French people, you know, you want to know what is the mu what is the music that they listen to. Mm. And you ask people, what you know, what are you listening to? And they list things and you listen to it and you think this is a piece of bleep. A pile of Bleep. bleep. <laughs> a pile of steaming bleep. bleep. <laughs> and then one girl said, oh, Corneille. And she told me this song. And I listened. I said, this girl knows what she's talking about. This girl knows her bleep. bleep. She knows her bleep. <laughs> I will support that bleep. And it was just amazing. So it was a recommendation. Yeah. And then, because um, I'm sort of always quite studious and nerdy. So some of his lyrics I would post uh, on, like, my wall, you know, on mm. my clipboards and posters and post-it notes because it was so encouraging like Pascal Vian Loin you know we we've come from so far yeah you know so positive like he, the lyrics is we live each life we live each day like it's our last because we come from so far you oh, know that's beautiful yeah. I think that kind of leads me nicely on to what you do and Ooh. your the fact that you are very um, sort of lyric and wordy yeah. minded and that is part of your um, what you do as a as a poet yeah I love how, words. how did you get into poetry I think I all I think I've always loved words and I didn't realize it it's kind of crystallized later in life but I've always loved stories I always loved poems I always loved words and rhymes and I always loved things that make you laugh and I loved reading. So I think I've just pulled in all of those loves and passions together. Yeah. And I think, you know, I started, actually it's our father again. You know, my dad told me that I should write stories because he found me quite amusing, but I just wanted to make people laugh. And I was totally against writing anything down because I look at my mum and dad and they don't read. I said, you're not even going to read a story if I write it. So why should I write a story? And dad said, you should write, 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 write. And so I tried to write stories and it was proven to be difficult. And I thought, let me try and write a poem. 
you know, they're shorter. I can complete it in a day, you know, if I work hard. And I just felt like it was my niche. Wow. You know, it really made sense. I felt like I could get some quite profound and artistic and poetic themes and ideas out. And I just got great responses and feedback. So I've got, you know, a ton of poetry, some better than others, which is going to be the case. Yeah. Um, but I just I just love it. I mean, I still have ambitions to write stories. I want to write a play. I want to write various things. Maybe get in the children market. Everyone's writing kids ah, stories for yeah. children. But, you know, or maybe poetry for children or something like that. But um, but I, I just I just love it. And I just I, I feel that I'm gifted. You know, not to not to sort of blow the horn. I think but you should blow the horn. Yeah, I feel I like I have a talent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I and where can people find your work? Because you've you've got it online. I've got a website. I've got a poetry blog called com. So I post pretty much on a weekly basis at the moment. Yeah. In my mind, I know I've got some anthologies that are going to come out hopefully this year. Mm. Um, with your help, I'm going to start a poetry podcast ah. you need to get me get me all set up on get, the techno get me all set up yeah get me set up on the technical technical side um so yeah there's a lot there's a lot there's some um work for you to see already and a lot more to come so stick with me absolutely be my fan from day dot absolutely you, when i'm when i'm what sort of things can people expect from your poetry what sort of um topics do you touch on i touch on silliness sometimes you know just pure silliness because i think life is about having a giggle about but i do write poetry about just things that i'm thinking and feeling yeah. so i write on themes of love uh, i used to write a lot about not being in love you know more than being in love yeah uh but you know maybe there's a market there and uh i've written about mental health um, I want I want to write more poems about nature. Actually, that's my that's one of my goals because you know how they say for your mental health, it's good to be out in nature. Yeah. So I want to combine getting out in nature with sort of writing about trees and rivers and birds and caterpillars. Absolutely. Yeah. How how do you if we can touch on mental health? Right. How how does uh, and, and your poetry? How does that sort of play in with each other is it a way for you to um, get what you're thinking out yeah, or is in it some just cases in some cases when I've written about I've had mental health um, issues I suppose in the past and sometimes I write just as to document mm. what has happened yeah and a lot of people, you know, you talk about mental health and I think it is a little bit of a cliche to say, oh, is it cathartic? Is it healing? Is it therapy? And of course, it is all of those things. But sometimes if I'm really, you know, down and depressed or, or not feeling right, it can be quite a painful experience. You mm. only kind of get the therapy, well, I get the therapy at the end of the process, but, but trying to really pinpoint what you're feeling and how you're being treated can be quite a painful exercise yeah. you know so I, I think I think sometimes obviously it's cathartic but I think sometimes when we say oh it must be cathartic you just think like oh I write line one and I think oh yes you know how you know uh, reassuring is that one line but no there's times when I'm just in tears mm. or there has been you know just in tears pulling my hair out and oh it's just painful to revisit these things 
put the poem away, come back to it a week later, and then I feel like the therapy happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you have to go through the dark to get to the light. Absolutely. There you go. That's a poem you, right there. What, what, what do you think um, for your work? Would you like it to speak to certain people or you yeah. might be going through similar things as Definitely. you? Definitely. You always want to help another person. And I feel that mental health, a lot of us suffer from it. And it's probably going to be on the increase with the way that we live our lives. You know, we were talking over our meal this evening, how we're not getting, you know, children are not getting out in nature. They're not running in the fields. They're not rolling down the hills. They're not collecting conquers or whatever children are supposed to do. Maybe they're sitting in front of their laptops and their with their iPads at such a young age. And, you know, this is no judgment, but, um, you know, I think the way we, we do life, we've got such a disconnect mm. with nature and our feelings and um, switching off from our devices. So I think mental health uh, could be a problem for a lot more people yeah. in years to come. So obviously I do want to support people. I want to encourage them. I want to share that I've been there too. You know, I've had my dark days, um, but I feel like I've very much overcome. And people can overcome. They just need to change a few um, of their patterns, yeah. potentially. You know, yeah. so I don't want to make it too simplistic, but... Um, you know, you, you, you may have to change a few patterns. Like I used to drink a lot, go out a lot, not eat the right things, have like four hours of sleep. Yeah. Anyone can tell you that's not the sensible thing to be doing. Mm. You do that for a prolonged period of time and you're going to suffer. Yeah. Give too much, you know, not look after yourself. You know, so everything that I've learned, I'd like to support other people. And um, you say, voila. Et voilà. voilà. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Oh my God, that's amazing. Well, let's move on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. We've got some more categories to go through. Ooh I la think. La. Okay, right. You touched on this when you were talking about your um, poetry. We yeah. have come to the love and heartbreak oh. category. So, love and heartbreak. Can't take me home. Stop falling by Pink. Why don't you love me by Beyonce? And my happy ending by Avril Lavigne. Oh my! I, when you put my happy ending by uh, Avril Lavigne, oh my! <laughs> because do you know what? I was a fan of Avril Lavigne. Yeah, that was a and tune. I, and I, that was a tune. I wasn't I into Skater that, um, Boy or anything like that. I was into the Heartbreak song. That was a tune. Yeah. So so yeah. So can't take me home. Or, uh, yeah, you can decide, I think, between... Is it not one song? Oh, yes, it is, it is. It goes into the other one. Yeah. So Can't Take Me Home, Stop Falling by yeah. Pink. That yeah. was on her first album, the R&B album. album. Such a big album. Yeah. Who is even talking about this album? We need As to resurrect need that to album. Resurrect. She needs to actually tour that album. Oh, that would be good. she decided to tour that album. Do you think she she's moved on from those days? or I think she uh, has moved on from those days, but it's quite nostalgic. Yeah. And I think that it would actually be a good kind of homage to where she came yeah. from, you know. I think she could do it. And yeah. even her newer fans would love it. Because I think she could just rearrange some yeah, of the songs. definitely. But well, we don't know. If, have you been to a Pink concert? Maybe she I haven't. It. I just see her swinging <laughs> around. <laughs> Swinging around on the trapeze. I wouldn't mind actually going because you kind of get a show with her. Yeah, don't you? I think she'll be a great person to see. Yeah. So the one that I wanted to focus on, not um, my happy ending by Avril Lavigne, because uh, I don't know why, <laughs> but I love that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just think that my my listeners might just want to hear Beyonce. I don't know. So I'm gonna um I'm gonna do um why don't you love me by Beyonce and the fact that I got about that yes is that her sister Solange wrote it wrote was on was was on the writing team for that oh fantastic um she was she co-wrote that and she and the writing began in London town. Well, you where know we're from. where we're from. So that's a the connection hub. there. The, the hub. hub. Yeah, the sisters. We could write a breakup song in London town. <laughs> we could. Why, <laughs> why don't you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> what is it about this song? Why did what were, what were you going I through at this time? I love this song. I <laughs> don't do you mind delving no, into? I, I don't hear people talk about this song enough. And I love this song. And I think... In my younger years, my feelings about love was that it was so hard, it's so painful, it's so difficult, it's so hard to find a man, you know, and that was my attitude. Yeah. So I would listen to these breakups, I was not having much experience in my own life, but listen to these breakups and I was like, oh yes, sister, and I'm a good woman, and he doesn't love me. You know, I've done a total 360 with my attitude now. Now I think love is easy, it's a game. It's easy peasy. It's easy peasy. Find the love of your life, not a problem, you know. Yeah. But um, but in those days, I was very much uh, of the school of thought that it was tricky. Yeah. A tricky thing. What can you tell me about, uh, you know, these early loves and heartbreaks? Have you got a particular story that you don't mind sharing? Not a deep one that's no. going to get you all upset or, I know, or whatever. Um, but it'll be I, I interesting to know, like, I do see tissues on this table, so I think you're equipped very well. (laughs) You're equipped very well. Um, No, I don't know. I think I was very shy growing up. I didn't know that I was a hottie, a hot potato. I was a hot potato and I didn't know it. And I was uh, a bit fearful, I think, of getting close to a guy. And I just had it in my mind that they were wanted to ruin me you know so I had all these hang-ups yeah um guys would want to get to know me and I'd always stretch out my arm and keep them at arm's length yeah so I had very sort of short-term I wouldn't even call them relationships just a few dates that kind of dwindled away and drizzled out um I don't know but I I did I have met some hot hot people Mm. I have had some rendezvous You know, and it's it's just a shame that I didn't pursue it, but um, but now um, I have to make the most of all my opportunities. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so the next one we are going to listen to is Beyonce. Why don't you love me? Getting carried away there, weren't we? Yeah, we were. (laughs) I'm just watching that video, and she's so hot in that video. I love that look. Yeah, and um, you know she's got that 1950s look. I love the one with the um, with when her hair is down and the short fringe. I was gonna say bangs, (laughs) but she's American. Yeah, fringe, short fringe, short bangs. I love that look. I might have to. I might have to try that. Yeah, I think we both do. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to present day. That is the next category. Yes. Present day. That's like what you're listening to now. Yeah. What are you feeling? Yeah. And where are you now? So we talked about your um, your poetry and your mm. poetry blog. What else do you do? What do you do for fun? What keeps you occupied? I like to go to the gym. Lovely. I like to go to the gym and to work out. I am a member of my Toastmasters club, public speaking group. Oh. I'm actually the president this year. 
of oh, my local El toast Presidente. Ma- oh, El Presidente. La Jefa. Over here, yep, the big cheese. So I get to welcome everybody every week and make them laugh. Ah, that seems that seems to be a running theme. Oh, like to make I do. I d- actually, it's the biggest joy in my life. It's yeah. like how you probably get a buzz when you're on stage or DJing. Yeah. Like if I say something and people laugh, oh my God, makes me feel like a rock star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you are very funny. Oh, Natty! And 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 similarly, I, I get a buzz at being um, funny. And I remember trying to make you and and our brother Gordon laugh when I was a kid. And we just wouldn't laugh. Which be right? Mean. So We're tell the story. I don't know the story other than that. <laughs> that you I don't actually think it. I don't jokes. actually think it's significant. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is your interview. I'm trying to hold back and making it all about me. But this is uh, not a therapy session. I know for a fact I used to try and make you two laugh yeah. and you had a pact. Yeah, I know. We were a bit mean, you know. We used to make her think like she was not funny at all. So yeah. we're just stony faced. And she was like, is that funny? Did you make you laugh? <laughs> no, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Me! <laughs> but anyway. now, you know, that's, you know, all the best comedians have got to face a tough crowd. Not necessarily from their family. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> You've done comedy. You've done stand-up I did, comedy. I did. I did. It was something you said, Natty, actually. You said you wanted to do stand-up comedy. Then I met this gentleman and he was offering a comedy course. And off the back of what you said, I decided to do a six-week comedy course. Yeah. So I did my five-minute set in front of my family and friends on the sixth week and it was amazing mm-hmm. I really loved it I didn't really people said you know pursue you know go out and be a stand-up comedian and I didn't really feel that was quite for me but maybe I mean what I do with my speeches at Toastmasters they do have elements of fun and humor yeah. and silliness I guess my my humor is quite silly you know I, I don't want to be the standard you know predictable person you know I like to just be a bit out there wild mm. and zany so I am incorporating that but maybe if I am brave enough yeah I would venture out and do it again I don't yeah. I don't know well, I mean I feel like stand up is one of those things that is such a good um, experience anyway yes. and knowing the skills behind stand-up yes. uh, is really useful yeah. whether you use it to become a yeah. stand-up comedian or just to yeah. know it I think that is um, a really good thing anyway so you just so yeah yeah we looked into how to craft a joke and what made people laugh and just experimenting with that so mm. I guess with all the writing that I'm doing it's just uh, in my toolbox absolutely in my toolbox fantastic so okay present day some of the songs that you said now you wanted to change your mind on one song and, and I w- I'm not going to be strict about just three songs uh, so I will say, say the three songs that you've chosen and then you give me the one that you wanted to change your mind on Oh yeah, because I didn't even find a fact for these oh, ones, man, so you're fine. She, she, she's not impressed with my present day choices. I wasn't. Well, I, d- I don't know if I was. They're yawning. <laughs> you're yawning at my present day choices. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that I wasn't impressed. I just, I just, I don't know. I ran out of steam. Probably. Yeah, man. I ran out of steam by the time uh, I was looking for facts. Category six. Okay, so <laughs> the last category, present day. Um, you chose location by Khalid. Yeah, I love that little boy. Yeah, he's nice. He's, isn't so, he? sweet. he's such a sweet. I don't heart. know much about him, but no, he's got such I. a cool factor yeah he seems cool and he's making great music and he just looks cute yes love him absolutely um 
Grandma's Hands, Je Gregory Porter and Ben L Uncle Soul. Lonk. Lonk Soul. Well, I love Gregory Porter, so I just felt like I needed to include him on this list. Yeah. Uh, Grandma's Hands is an old song, but yes. when you hear Gregory sing, uh, it's just amazing. I love his voice. You know, it's just it's a, it's warm. it's class and it's warm yeah. and it's a top notch. And I do love Ben Longsole, but I feel that the Tell star. Tell them what you said to uh, me. That no, time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, just sort of soften, soften the message. Okay. But I do love Ben Longsole. But I just think that. Um, that Gregory just is class on that. And you can just tell, you can just yeah. tell his schooling, he just, he his education, stage, his authenticity, <laughs> you know, he's, he's just, he's just amazing in that song. He is. And the third song that you want to change, the one, the, the first. Same artist. Same artist. Yeah. You, you originally chose You Deserve Better by yeah. James Arthur. Arthur. Uh, James Arthur. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's a James Arthur song because I actually love James Arthur, but now he's got a new song. <laughs> this is song. where Kat and I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I, I love him. Ways. I love him. I want to be his friend. You know how you do always. You? I do. I want to come to my oh. house and have some. You know, I need uh, to remake my friends list. You know, yeah. It's outdated. Well, that was the best year for t uh, X Factor for me when James Arthur and Jermaine Douglas was on X Factor in 2012. Yes. And that was a, a year when I was having personal difficulties in my life, in my mental health health I was quite uh, ill at one point when the X Factor was on so I remember it vividly I remember mm. it so clearly and it just meant so much and so I have a strong attachment to James Arthur I have a strong attachment to Jar Jarmaine Douglas mainly because I was not so stable right. in my life but everything James Arthur brings out I think is a hit oh. and he's got empty space and I love it and people tell so me what is the song what, sorry what is the song that you want to replace empty it with space. empty space right okay empty space I like his acoustic version I think on the radio they play it too fast you know, I, I want to get it over with. Well, yeah, I'm but joking. it's just, it's just I do, I do, yeah, James, <laughs> I want to be your friend, Katie, Katie, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I just love the way he sings. I feel he he's sings. He's really passionate. He's, oh, yeah. he's got, I feel like he's one of those artists that have a lot of pain yeah, in their voice. Yeah, and I love that. I yeah. love sadness. I love pain. I love crying. He's very authentic. He's very authentic. I, someone said he doesn't enunciate his words properly, so he chews it up. But I just love the way he sings. I think that's a generational thing, though, to yeah, be honest. Not, not like, like Nat King Cole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, those good I old days like when you could listen to the words. singers yeah. have nuances and and different ways of enunciating things that we yeah. never used to do yeah it just swallows it up but i just i just love the passion and the rawness and the pain and the honesty and the authenticity mm. and i just wish him do every you success listen to that one Is which that one, one did you no, no, no i love them all i haven't chosen anyone Ooh. i didn't get any facts i'm gonna let you choose so location by Khaled, you deserve better by james arthur or grandma's hands by Gregory. Uh, let's play grandma's Someone hands because that yeah. maybe people might not know that one and i, I would say in my style i'm very um I'm a very old, beyond my, well, I'm kind of middle-aged now, I suppose, but I've always been an old, I'm oh, middle-aged woman, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pre-middle-aged, but, um, you know, I'm very sort of old beyond Kat my years. has always been. I've always loved old music. I just mentioned Nat King Carl. I love Nat King Carl. I love Louis Armstrong. I love Ella Fitzgerald. I love all these old music. Kat was listening. I'm surprised, actually, that Kat didn't put it Ella Fitzgerald onto a school <laughs> college. Kat, you were at school. We did... <laughs> I put the Fugees. <laughs> she wanted to sound cool. 
Catherine was singing Ella Fitzgerald at school. Do what? Do 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 loved it. You had an Ella Fitzgerald tape. Yeah. And you loved it. I do love Ella. such an old soul. I do. I do. So I do love kind of jazz, smooth, easy listening if you like. I do. I do love that kind of music. Love well, it. let's put because I love I love the original Grandma's Hands. So, what do you want to do? I'm going to play the Gregory Porter one. That's yeah, oh, I've never list. heard it actually. So, so, so let's. Oh, play I that. think Ben sings in the first part and Gregory sings in the second part. So, should we skip Ben's one? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, coming up, we love Ben though, Long Soul. We do. I. Well, I don't, yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. You love him. John got you tickets to he see did, him, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, okay, so coming up now is Grandma's Hands by Gregory Porter and Ben Long Soul. Gregory Porter. He's just smooth. He's just effortless. <sighs> it's the real deal. He's the real deal. He's the real d- I mean, he comes from that environment. He yeah. grew up with these songs around him. So yeah. it's just, you know. It's just part of his I think um, Ben Longstar, I don't know what his um, environment was growing up, but, you know, it's just a bit forced for me. A little bit, if you know what I mean. I don't want to say anything ben, too. Don't, I don't want to say anything too unkind because I do love you, but this is the real deal with Gregory. Absolutely. You might have to edit that out because I sound unkind. No, you don't sound unkind. You sound like you're saying the truth. Mm-mm. Okay, so that was your present day. Now, this is the, an opportunity for mm. us now. To the, the, the last category is when we look to the future. Oh. And this is my spotlight artist. So this is someone who I want to shine a light on, someone who is unsigned and is doing their thing, creating music, doing what they love. Before we get into that, though, if you are listening and you are an unsigned artist, do not hesitate to send me your music and I will look to put it on this podcast amongst some great music um, and you can be heard and you can have your music heard. Anyway, right now we are going to listen to an artist who I am familiar with because uh, and she came to my attention when I was watching The Voice. When I was watching The Voice UK uh, season, I can't even remember what season it was, but there was a, it was when Gavin Rosedale was on it and there was an artist who came on. She didn't get any chairs turned and I was so gutted. So I was absolutely livid. Furious. Furious because she was so good. Anyway, she's continued doing her thing. Um, she sent me some of her work. I've, I've, re- um, I've reviewed and I've done a spotlight of her stuff on my blog, which is www.tuneful.tv. Here she is with a new song. This is the spotlight part. This is the future. And here is Cain with The Game. Would that I could, but I never took a chance with the fire. Looking so good. Took a glance. All of my pain sits outside of the so-called dressed in shades of purple and gray. How to find the way. 
show notes where you can find more of her music and please support these unsigned artists um it'll be great if you can give them a chance give them a listen and let's support the new generation so it's not all throwbacks here no. on this podcast we are looking that, into very good it was good you were giving like heart signs with your hands. With hands and that bass line was amazing wasn't yeah. it and don't you just love her voice yeah very much so just that yeah, I love it. I love it. So, um, well done to Kayin for that song, The Game. All support. Check out all the details of where to find her on the show notes for the show. All right, so that is us coming to the end of the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Katty, thank you for joining me thank you, my on pleasure. this podcast. Where can people find you? They can find me www.catallthat.com. Cat All That, number one on Instagram and Cat All That on Facebook. Everyone, go and follow Cat All That. Oh, it'll be my pleasure. Listen to her poetry, read her poetry. It is amazing, and I'm oh. not just saying that because she's my sister thank dearest. You. It's sister fantastic. Dearest. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this pilot episode of my throwback podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Um, and uh, next week, I will have another guest for you. Thanks so much everyone for listening to Tuneful Radio. If you want to talk about the episode, please use the hashtag, hashtag Tuneful Radio so I can see it and find it. Um, also, why not get in touch to let me know your chosen songs for each category and even a little story to go with it and I might read it out on the next episode. You can email me on tunefulradio at gmail.com or you can just head to the website which is www.tunefulradio.com forward slash contact. Uh, lastly, don't forget to follow Tuneful Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts, which will be so cool because that helps other people to find it. Spread the word and uh, tell all your friends about this uh, new podcast. I would absolutely love that. Um, thanks again to my wonderful guest, Catherine Anderson. And thank you again, everyone, for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. It's too full, too full, baby, you